All right, everybody, thank you for jumping on with us for our Tri-State Trends podcast. I got my girl Catherine Kendrick with me, who's crushing it with the FFL Avengers, having some great success. We wanted to get her on so we can pick that brain and figure out what's happening down there for you. So um, thank you so much for jumping on with me, Catherine. How are you? I'm doing great, great. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for awesome. asking. Um, awesome, awesome. I'd love to, to chat with you about some of the things you're doing, but before we do that, can you give us a little bit of a backdrop about you and how you found Family First Life? Sure. Um, so born and raised in Miami, Florida, still here. I keep saying I'm going to leave, but <laughs> there's nothing like Miami, so I'm staying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, before I got into the insurance industry, I worked retail and I worked at a middle school as a secretary. Um, and then in 2013, my uncle suddenly passed away from a heart attack. 2015, my grandmother suddenly passed away from a heart attack at home mm-hmm. and neither one of them had life insurance. So coincidentally, I had been talking to my grandmother months before she passed away about getting life insurance and she never wanted to get it. So I kind of took that as a sign that maybe, you know, I should check the industry out, put up my resume, got a call from my first practice company was there for about a year and a half, went on to a broker company, was there for about three years. Then I went to my last practice company, was there for two years. I had, uh, in that time, met Mark Sorolia in 2018. And then when he came to Family First Life in 2020, he had tried to get me to come on board. And I was like, no, I'm good where I am. Well, fast forward two years later, I humbled myself and made that phone call came on over and August 1st would be a year that I've been with FFL and that's actually my birthday. So I spent my birthday last year coming on board to FFL. Great birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I love to hear it. Uh, So what has your trajectory been like? What has been your goals up until this point? My goal is just to really just to make up for some lost time. You know, I had gone through some personal things from 2020 to 2022 and lost a lot of momentum, lost a lot of time, lost a lot of motivation. So once I got here, I just said, look, this is a clean slate. We're going to hit the ground running and just be better than we were the month before. So it's just been trending upward. That's really just been my goal. Nice. And trending upward you are which is why you're on our Tri-State Trends podcast because we <laughs> yes. want to focus and highlight on what you're trending on. Let's talk a little bit about your um, comfort or your growth in your personal sales. What are some things that you're doing? How is this starting to materialize itself for you, for you to have, you know, to be putting back-to-back-to-back good months together? So I got out of my own way and just started listening to what I was being told. When I first got here, my main um, source of clients was through my warm market. So I was depending a lot on referrals and I noticed that I kept hitting the ceiling. Like I would say, okay, I'm gonna do better next month, but I just kept hitting the ceiling, kept hitting the ceiling. So I was like, okay, this is insanity. You know, keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the different results. So I was like, all right, they keep telling me to buy leads. Maybe I should buy some leads. So I bought some leads and now I have about four different uh, lead vendors that I use. So I'm just expanding and, you know, just constantly growing a lot of personal development, 
and just continuing to work on myself. That's that's really what it is. No doubt. Now, although that sounds really simple, there's a lot <laughs> you just not. said. So let's let's break it down. So would you say, would it be fair to say that you were reluctant to buy leads? I was. Because okay. at my first practice, I had a, an interesting experience with leads with my first company. Um, they would give us free leads and they were years old. And we would just, you know, run through them. They're like, oh, it's 150 free leads. So we got good at getting referrals over there. And that was just kind of what I carried on with me. Um, throughout the throughout my career but here you know the leads are actually pretty decent you know they actually work here so that was just out of you know my past experiences got it so it was so you didn't believe <laughs> you didn't believe <laughs> that the leads yeah. were, were actually good or could work yeah yeah yep yep okay when but did I'm you believe it now when did you find out that you were lying to yourself? The beginning of this year. Okay. I really took, you know, inventory of everything. And I was like, look, we have some big goals this year. You know, last year I was just starting. But if we want to hit these goals, we got to be coachable and do what the winners are doing if we want to win. That's amazing what coachability would do. Yeah. Right? Right. Well, what was the difference between opening up and being closed? The difference between opening up and being closed? You being closed before the new year mm -hmm. and coming into this year saying, I got big goals. I, I have to do things differently. Or it could be, I can have the same result that I did last year. I got to open this thing up. I got to be coachable. I got to be someone who's going to listen. And I got to open myself up to be critiqued. And to grow. Just really putting things into perspective because I don't want to be that person that lives the same year 75 times and calls it a life. <laughs> so I knew I had to get I had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. That yeah, I, I had to get, you know, get really get out of my comfort zone. Like you know, I, I just had to do things that I'm not comfortable doing in order to excel. Okay, got it. Makes sense. And that's great. I mean, that's the revelation we want most people to have, Catherine. That's what we're here for, literally, is yes. for people to, to, to be able to flesh through what's holding them back. They can flesh through it. They can fight that monster. They can win, and they can change their life which is what's happening for you. Yes. What are you doing from a schedule-wise, structure-wise? How much you investing in leads a week? What is what is your what does your ratio look like? So, I'm a field agent still. I know that's prehistoric, but I'm still a field agent and um, my dial days are Mondays and Thursdays. Um, I book between uh 6 to 8 appointments a day, which I'm up in the ante and moving up to 10 now because you know I want to stretch myself and work a lot harder and then I run in the field Tuesday Wednesday Friday and Saturday if I have to I'll work on a Sunday but I try to get my week done on those four field days and then as far as lead spend I spend about 800 a week 
but I'm gonna be up in that to a thousand because um, I know the sweet spot is about 1500. So I'm working my way up to that uh, 1500 mark. No doubt. And you're starting to see a, a result from that, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what is you're in the field. So what is your yeah. process like as far as uh, booking an appointment and then when you get out there, how are you helping these, how are you helping the client get to where they want to be? So I call them. Um, I'm mostly dealing with final expense leads. So I just call them, you know, let them know where I'm calling from, you know, the benefits department. I want to come out and meet with them. I'll be in their area the next day or within the next, you know, two days. When's a good time for me to stop by? I ask if they're married, single, you know, specifics about their house, if it's an apartment, you know, all that stuff. Get all those, you know, key details down find out what it is that they had in mind when they filled out this request. So I know what I'm, you know, getting into initially. And then, you know, just when I get to the home, I just talk to them as if they're my family member. You know, I find out what their needs are, find out what it is that they want to do. And, you know, I, I let them know if, if something's not feasible, I let them know in, you know, the nicest way possible. But I'll definitely give them a reality check. If you're 80 years old and you want a million dollars in coverage, that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but I talk to them how I would want somebody to talk to my cousin, my mom, my dad. You know, I let them know that I'm here for them at the end of the day. No doubt. That's huge. And did, was that an adjustment for you or was that natural? No, that was natural. That was natural. Um, at first we had to do a script and I just, you know, I try not to, stick to the script too much because people can kind of tell when you're re when you're rehearsing a script. So I just was like, if I'm more personable and I talk to them, you know, like we're just two human beings trying to make, you know, make something happen. You get better results with that. A hundred percent. And now you're starting to even do some trainings, right. And helping other people get strong with what you're getting strong at. You know, what does it feel like to be regurgitating what it is you're doing to create success so that other people now are being able to experience similar things and learn from hurdles that you had to jump? I mean, it's it's an honorable, um, it's very honorable for me to be able to tell people, you know, some of the mistakes that I made, you know, help them out so they don't make the same mistakes and, you know, it'll possibly project them, you know, a lot faster to success because they're learning from me. You know, I've been in the industry for seven years mm -hmm. for someone who's just coming in, you know, just don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just, mm -hmm. just stick to the program. So what are some things that you would tell a new agent? Someone who wants to, wants to get kind of over some, some self-fulfilling um, def uh, defeatist behaviors, people that are trying to, breakthrough people that are trying to grow to another level the things that you've done what are some things that you would what are some what's a parting shot what would you tell a new agent work on you let working on you be the biggest project that you have in your lifetime because a lot of people want to treat this not necessarily like a hobby, but most people are coming from a W-2, you know, and they're going to have people in their ear telling them, oh, you know, this is a horrible mistake and you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. Keep the noise out by working on you. 
and just listen to the people that are where you're trying to get where you're trying to get to and you'll be you'll have success it's not easy it's hard but it's definitely worth it the quicker you change the quicker you'll have success it sounds so simple it does but it's not <laughs> uh, but i want to say this though it's as simple as you make it right like the way you said it the quicker you change, the quicker you'll have success is exactly the truth. Doesn't mean the process is going to be fast of changing or, or challenging yourself to become a different version. But as easy as you said it is as true as it is, right? The faster right. you change, the quicker you have success. That's what I want to ring into people's ears, the audience's ears, um, Captain, so I appreciate you so much for jumping on with us for our Tri-State Trends podcast. I'm I'm looking at your trajectory going up and to the right, so I'm excited to see how the year ends for you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Captain Kendricks, Tri-State Trending with your boy, Mark Lee. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, Captain. God bless. Thank you.